before you set your week seven lineups it's important to see this see i've spent over 30 hours already this week preparing for this sleep and these are the must-have players and guys you should avoid for week seven let's begin with 6300 chris goblin who is my favorite wide receiver play in the week you see the dude is still too cheap last week chris goblin ends up seeing a season high 12 targets that ended up translating to a 33 percent target share and now in two games when godwin's gotten a full role actually running a lot of routes he's averaging 11 targets per game and over 14 fantasy points per game and now goblin has a good matchup against the carolina panthers slot cornerback in hartsfield who is allowing a 75 percent catch rate this year when balls are coming his way and he allowed seven receptions in a game last week alone so i love this matchup for goblin he always has an advantage in the slot because of his size but then i'm gonna fade this next rb and that's the rookie kenneth walker who was fantastic last week he comes in at just 5800 look he's my number two graded play on the week in terms of projection but he is coming in with 25 percent ownership and i don't want that now if you are somebody who wants to play him it's hard not to like him he faces the chargers who rank 29th in tackling and kenneth walker right now last week alone had 12 broken tackles seven more than any other player this guy knows how to break tackles set records in college in doing so but again the issue is he's 25 percent owned and he doesn't have the same outs as other high owned running backs mainly in the receiving game and this is something i think he can develop but if you look at this column right here in routes he only has in his two starts 20 total routes run good running backs run 20 plus routes in a single game so i'll fade a higher own kenneth walker and i just rather play running backs who see targets like this next guy and that's the most expensive running back play in the slate who now has 20 plus fantasy points in three straight games in christian mccaffrey and i mentioned that the fella seeing targets he started out the season with three games totaling just 10 total receptions and now in his last three games alone he ends up seeing seven plus catches in each game quietly now has five straight games of 100 plus total yards this is vintage christian mccaffrey and he's still not picking up anywhere near as much ownership as he should be because of that price point he should be 25 percent owned in ten thousand dollars but he's not he's coming in at like 12 percent ownership in my blueprint projections on patreon you can get them down below the blueprint is my five-step framework for helping you win more every single week in dfs and if you do check out that blueprint you'll see that josh jacobs at sixty five hundred dollars is the highest owned player on the entire slate any position coming in at 34 percent ownership and honestly it's warranted it's right around what it should be this is fair ownership for where he stands at this price point because jacobs currently ranks third in running back usage this season and over the last four weeks he ranks second behind only derrick henry he is a workhorse running back if the season started today he would be a first round pick based on how he's being used and now he gets a matchup against the houston texans who rank 31st against the run so arguably the best matchup for arguably the best usage running back in the nfl right now the texans give up the fifth most fantasy points to rbs and to put this in perspective he's averaging over 21 touches per game and 120 total yards per game this is like vintage alvin kamara type production and he's also getting the receptions three straight games of five plus catches so josh jacobs is good and then for a little bit more money you can go up to get leonard fournette who just continues to be consistent even if this tampa bay offense is struggling and that's because fournette continues to just pile on receptions if you look right here he now has five or more receptions in this column in four straight games this week he saw 77 percent of the snaps which was good because the previous two weeks he hit season lows at 60 percent. so it was nice to see him get back to his normal role and this man just has the fantasy cheat codes at the running back position whether he's playing 60 or 80 percent of the snaps he is third in running back targets eighth in total red zone touches now so far in the entire season i've continued to take the under on his rushing yards because he's getting there through touchdowns and in the receiving game mainly last week his over under missed by one yard he ended up getting 63 when it was 62 and a half to go under we're going to take the under at 65 and a half with a free bet up to 100 if you use the link in the description on pricepicks.com as of this recording we're 75 and 46 on props so you can take this one and a few others that we talk about later in 
the video. Just use that link in the description for that free bet up to 100 bucks. All right, now let's talk about some quarterbacks. Let's begin with $6,900 Joe Burrow, who has a solid team total at 27 points, and he also has a nice matchup. He's in a good spot for stacks. He faces the Atlanta Falcons, who right now rank 31st in pass rush. And this is important because the Bengals offensive line, even though they invested in it, is still not great due to some injuries and players not playing well. But if the Texans aren't going to be able to get pressure, that really helps Burrow, who has a 31% higher completion percentage from a clean pocket. That is a massive jump. Do you want to play Burrow in stacks? and also Lamar Jackson in stacks. And you can see where these guys rank in my overall quarterback projections and rankings in the blueprint down below if you want to check that out. And Lamar is the most expensive quarterback, but it's warranted and he's still strongly in play. You see, Lamar is a six-point favorite with a 26.5-point team total. Those are really good conditions. And he's played seven similar games with these types of conditions before. And this is what he's done. He's put up a whopping 27.9 fantasy points per game, over five more points than his career average, 73 rushing yards per game, and 234 passing yards. So over 300 total yards and 28 fantasy points. That would easily pay off this price tag. And he now faces the Browns number 29 overall defense. So play him and then consider this leverage running back. I think Christian McCaffrey will be a slight leverage. We'll talk about another veteran momentarily who will be a leverage, but this guy in AJ Dillon at $5,600. Yes, he's going to remain a leverage because he'll be about one or 2% owned this week. The Packers have been trailing often in back-to-back weeks and really like their last three games having to force a comeback. So it's hurt Dillon's usage. Now he faces the commanders who rank 20th in run defense and have allowed six touchdowns to running backs. And even if you're not bought in on playing him in DFS at his price tag, at least consider Dylan over 10 and a half receiving yards. This is a really strong prop this week and compare it up with the one that we've already taken in this video with that free bet up to $100 linked down below. This is one that I have personally also taken, which is true for all the props that we've seen in this video because as of this recording, I'm up to about 130 total props taken on the year, all on prize picks. Now, another running back leverage play who actually like more than AJ Dillon is $6,000 Ezekiel Elliott versus the Detroit Lions. You see, Zeke gets Dak Prescott back this week and Zeke, when Dak Prescott is out there, ends up scoring 74% more fantasy points. So you take that information and then you factor in that the Detroit Lions rank 28th right now in run defense and they've allowed the most touchdowns to running back eight touchdowns through five games you want to play Zeke and you also want to take his over 65 and a half rushing yards this week on prize picks is the third prop we're talking about in the video and we have a couple more to discuss a wide receiver who's going to remain a leverage play even though he's attached to an elite quarterback and he's been productive is this next guy that's $5,600 Juju who is in a tough matchup but he has Mahomes who neutralizes a lot of tough matchups and Juju has eight or more targets or a touchdown in all but one game this year so this is a solid option option as a leverage in my opinion for like one or two percent ownership and another surprising leverage play this week is $7,200 Mike Williams who is arguably in the best game environment yet he's coming in at just three percent owned currently in the blueprint on Patreon which makes him the GPP wide receiver play of the week you see this guy has the usage he's ran the second most routes in the NFL this year 41 routes run per game have led to over eight targets per game but the issue is he's hot or cold he has three games with over 19 fantasy points this year which is great but then two games of just three points and one of those three point games happened last week where he scored just three points seven points so people are remembering this and the recency bias is keeping his ownership pretty low here and it's a great spot for him now another player who's seen a lot of low ownership lately is going to be the falcons tight end kyle pitts you see kyle pitts is insanely cheap still at forty three hundred dollars and the falcons you would think have to throw more six point underdogs in this game now pitts is coming off of his best game of the year but it's not like he saw great usage just three targets and he ended up finding the end zone on a red zone target that's the only reason why he scored 10 points and on the year he's averaging just 17 routes run per game because this team is running the ball so dang much He's only ran last week 12 routes. That's not going to be enough to have a ceiling. Even if this number spikes up a little bit to 20 routes run, it's still not a ceiling. We want to have guys running 30 plus routes, which leads me into this next tight end who's the complete opposite usage that Pitts is seeing. And hey, if you're enjoying this content, be sure to subscribe for more. And that would be Mark Andrews at $7,400. If you're playing Lamar Jackson, you're playing Mark Andrews as simple as that. He has the great team total of 26 and a half points. And Andrews usage at the tight end position is basically unheard of right now. You see, Andrews is running around on 98% of Lamar Jackson's dropbacks, 
which is 15% higher than his career average. He is absolutely hitting different levels this year. And now this is leading to him seeing nine and a half targets per game. He is literally being targeted one out of every three routes he runs, leads all tight ends. And no surprise, he has the fantasy cheat codes for receivers and tight ends, which is your deep targets and your red zone targets. His 18 fantasy cheat codes leads all the tight ends. So stack him with Lamar Jackson and then consider this veteran wide receiver a great leverage play. And that would be $5,500, very affordable Robert Woods, who is coming off of the bye week. And before his bye week, the usage was great. He saw a season high 81% of the snaps, 28 routes run in eight targets. That's all great. But look at this number right here. He ran a route on 93% of Tannehill's dropbacks, the highest of the year, basically never leaving the field. And now he faces the Colts number 23 secondary, play him and this next wide receiver. And that's the veteran Brandon Cooks, who is just $6,000 and has an elite matchup versus the Raiders number 25 secondary. And this secondary is allowing the third most fantasy points to the quarterback position. So Davis Mills will be in store for a big game and he's going to target his number one receiver in Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks averages in his career with Davis Mills over 14 fantasy points per game and nine and a half targets per game. The most he's averaged with any quarterback in his career. And this year, Brandon Cooks has been great. Number 13 at beating man coverage has led so far to six targets or more in every single game and 8.4 targets per game. Play this dude. And this is the week of just insanely cheap tight ends. I should point out that Mark Andrews missed Wednesday and Thursday practice. So if he doesn't play, Isaiah likely will be opened up as another great option this week. He had one of the best out of every single player, not just tight ends, preseasons this year. The other cheap tight end that I'm going to be talking about here is going to be $2,500 Greg Dolchich, whose price isn't adjusted because he played Monday night and the salaries were already out. But Greg Dolchich was the clear tight end one in this offense, played 65% of the snaps in his NFL debut. He was a rookie pick this year, so he actually has investment from this organization and this management and this coaching staff when Albert O doesn't. That's why they healthy scratched Albert O in this game and now he's on the trade block. Right now, you're going to be expecting this guy to be out there running 25 routes at $2,500. It's a great play. Do you have the rookie cheap tight ends that have a lot of upside? Isaiah Likely, you have right there, Greg Dolchich, and even Kate Otten, it looks like he's going to draw a start for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And these cheap rookie tight ends will allow you to pay up for guys that you want to, especially this game environment that Justin Herbert at $7,200 is in, with the highest team total on the slate at 29 points. And Herbert will face Seattle, who ranks 24th in pass rush, giving him a top five pass blocking advantage on the week, which basically translates to him having a lot of time to throw. And now in seven career games with similar situations in terms of a high total like this, as a favorite, he's averaged 24 and a half fantasy points and 288 pass passing yards. That's a lot of upside. And now he gets Keenan Allen back. And speaking of Keenan Allen, Allen is just $6,700 in his slate. Assuming he is back, you're going to want to play him. If he doesn't, Josh Palmer's dealing with injury. So it looks like probably DeAndre Carter will be the guy to own here outside of the obvious Mike Williams. Now, even though the price point is cheap, there are definitely some risks. Allen is 30 plus years old. We've seen his efficiency drop each of the last two years, and he's coming off of a nagging injury. But all of this is taken into account at his low ownership of just 7% in the blueprint on Patreon down below. You can join the thousand other people using it right now. If you would like to click the link to learn more and Keenan Allen with Justin Herbert in these similar situations in terms of good game environments averages 15 fantasy points and nine and a half targets per game. That is a price point that should be $8,000. So we know Justin Herbert and we've talked about his two main receivers in Mike Williams and Allen, but what about the other side of this game? Indeed, the Seattle receivers are going to look good. Right now, Tyler Lockett is coming in at 20% on, so I lean to fade him and instead I'd rather play $6,600 DK Metcalf, who's going to be facing JC Jackson this week, who was the number one cornerback in free agency being signed, but he has not been good this year. He was actually benched last week and he ranks 107th out of 180 quarterbacks. That's right. Second worst in the NFL in coverage right now. And DK Metcalf is going to have 30 pounds on Jackson and the other cornerbacks that he'll face at times during this game. The ultimate leverage, especially in the red zone where DK Metcalf is being used a lot. He has 18 cheat code targets right now, 10 deep and eight red zone targets leads to upside, especially in GPPs. He is my favorite run back option on Seattle and he gets you nice leverage off of a higher owned Kenneth Walker from his team. Now this next player reminds me a lot of DK Metcalf for plenty of reasons, not the same game environment, but let me explain why. And that's Cortland Sutton, who's 62 
$3,200. For starters, he's in the same price range, but he's also this big outside receiver who is dominating both downfield and the red zone this year. You see, Sutton just had his first bad game of the year, so people don't want to play him now. He's coming in at low ownership, but like DK Metcalf, he also has a lot of cheat code targets, nine red zone targets and 10 deep targets. Russ hasn't been good this year, but he has been when he's targeting Sutton. So play Sutton and then also consider this tight end. Now it's tough this week to not want to play Andrews or just a cheap tight end, assuming Andrews plays and then one of those cheap rookies. But if you are going to go somewhere else, this $3,000 range is still pretty strong. $3,600 Dalton Schultz, if he plays with Dak Prescott returning, is very enticing. Because in 18 career games as the starter with Dak Prescott out there, Schultz averages over 14 fantasy points and 7.3 targets per game. I mean, that's type of production that should be like a $6,000 tight end, not the 3K range. And Dak Prescott returning, we've talked about it helping this entire offense. Zeke, Dalton Schultz, and it's also going to help CD Lamb. Lamb, who comes in right now with just $6,800 in a fantastic matchup against the Detroit Lions. And check this out. CD Lamb with Dak Prescott in his career when Amari Cooper does not see a target, meaning Amari Cooper is out, he's no longer on the team, or he just didn't draw a target in that game, Lamb averages 15.8 points and 8.3 targets per game, which translates to basically top 10 wide receiver production. And now he has the second highest team total on the slate and a good matchup. And that matchup is against the Detroit Lions, who rank 31st right now in coverage on defense in their secondary. Yeah, you want to play Lamb. And you also want to play the rookie running back in Houston, and that's going to be Damian Pierce right now, who's just 6,400. You see, since he became the clear-cut starter in week three, he ranks third behind Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs in overall running back usage. And this has led to three straight games of over 100 total yards and a touchdown. He's been balling out, and now he's coming off the bye week. And he'll have a great matchup against the Raiders, who rank 26th in tackling. And this is important because Damian Pierce right now ranks second in broken tackles behind just Nick Chubb. And keep in mind, he didn't even see the full-time role until week three. So because of all this, my favorite prop that we've talked about so far is Damian Pierce over. I got him at 64 and a half rushing yards. It's now 67 and a half. And I still like this number. I have him in the eighties. Go and get this. Not now, but right now, because this number is going to go up and you want to make sure you grab it with the link in the description below code Sal 22 for a free bet up to hundred bucks. So Pierce is a nice mid-range option. Let's go back up to the top range at running backs. So my favorite play up here, if we're talking about all the guys basically above $8,000 or Saquon Barkley's price point is McC Caffrey all the way up top, but it's hard not to talk about Austin Eckler because we talk about cheat code opportunities for running backs that's red zone usage and targets, and he is just the definition of a walking cheat code. 8.2 targets per game at the running back position. If you take his receiving production alone this year, he would be a top 20 receiver. And yeah, he's also a top end running back. So you could play him in your Herbert stacks, and you can also play this cheap wide receiver. And that would be Hunter Renfro, who's coming off the bye this week at just $4,900. And now check this out. So to start the season, he was playing 82% of the snaps, 67% of the snaps. He left that game early, was going to play above. 80% but then he got hurt and then he comes back before the bye week in week five he plays just 53% of the snaps and runs 24 outs he was clearly limited in this game due to injury and the team had a fantastic matchup just running the ball with two tight ends they were destroying Kansas City doing that so they took their slot receiver and Renfro off the field a little bit more but expect that to change this week and him to be on the field more which makes him a solid price of under 5k and another under 5k wide receiver that you should be playing or considering this week is $4,400 MVS who scored zero points last week and this is exactly why you should play him at 1% ownership because he's still running 32 routes with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. He's a clear starting receiver. And just before he scored zero points, he was a top 20 receiver scoring 15 points, seeing six, seeing eight targets, six catches, and 90 yards. So it's recency bias keeping his ownership low. He has a lot of massive upside. And so does this next quarterback just based on how much he's throwing. And that's the veteran Tom Brady who struggled to find the end zone last week, got into the red zone a lot, but couldn't find the end zone. He faces Carolina. Nice 26 point team total here. Fair price point of just 6,300. And Brady has now thrown 40 or more times, if you see here, in four straight games. And just before this pass, 
last week when he was struggling well his previous two games 52 attempts 72 percent completion percentage and over 350 yards in each again recency bias people are forgetting stack tom brady with your chris goblins and even throw in a k dotton in there and we talked about hunter renfro his quarterback is also a decent option he's like the cheapest quarterback i'd go to this week i know geno smith is down there but Derek Carr at 5900 is the cheapest quarterback with a high team total an over 26 point team total at that price point is hard to pass up and now he faces the texans who rank 29th in pass rush and this matters because Carr, when he's throwing from a clean pocket completes 29 percent more passes and Carr is throwing 37 times per game so if he's going to throw a lot and now he's going to complete more of those passes at this price point it makes for a solid play so stack Carr with Devontae and renfro and then consider fading this rookie running back and that is going to be Brees hall and look he's been fantastic but it's the same issue with kenneth walker the ownership here is high and there's a couple of holes we can point out and the main hole for hall is that this matchup is a little bit more difficult against denver who ranks eighth at stopping the run like kenneth walker there's reasons to be optimistic to play him even at high ownership walker breaks a lot of tackles sees all the touches Brees hall seeing targets over five targets per game at the running back position and red zone usage now fourth in red zone usage amongst running backs he is a fantastic cheat code as a rookie i'll lean to get away from him and just go elsewhere though to a guy like gazico elliott or leonard Fournette who will come in lower own so these are by far the best options for week seven just track the injury news as the week goes on and be sure to get the dfs blueprint my five-step system to helping you win more in dfs linked down below on my patreon